I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. That is a quote by Maya Angelou. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 36. The topic this week is make every second count. My guest this week is Jeff Marconet Jr. Jeff, the international make every second count speaker, is a transformational speaker, author, coach, youth mentor, and walking miracle. He is also the host of Make Every Second Count live show. At the age of 17, he almost met his eternal stop sign while waiting to turn at a green light. He was told that he would never walk again, but after 17 years of recovery, Jeff is not only walking, but determined to run. Jeff compels others to start living now, stop complaining, and take nothing for granted. Hi, Jeff. Thank you, and welcome to Trina Talk. Well, thank you, Trina. I appreciate this opportunity to share with you and your viewers at the same time, or listeners. You know, I was so excited to have you here because on Trina Talk, my goal and my mission is to inspire and to motivate. I I have women are my primary audience, but I do have male listeners, and I like to motivate people to help them achieve whatever that next level in life is. And you have a amazing story. It's so amazing that um, you're lucky to just be here today and speaking with me. If you don't mind, um, tell me about your story. All right. Well, it, it all starts when I was 17 and in high school, I had open lunch because I went between a regular high school and a vocational school. I was sitting at a red light waiting for it to turn green and I was changing the music, a CD. Most people don't know what CDs are, but I'm hoping you do. And a friend behind me actually honked because I wasn't really paying attention to the light. But I looked up and noticed it was green. So I went ahead to go pull forward. The only problem with that was a semi-truck was speeding the other way and didn't notice that his light had turned red. So as you can imagine, I was T-boned in the intersection. That accident left me unconscious right away, and it left me with, well, they had to use the jaws of life to come get me out of the car, and 
all the ambulances and all the police rushed to the scene and they tried to call for care flight which is a uh, like ambulance in the sky on a helicopter but they couldn't get that all the helicopters were busy that day because it was not the greatest of weather out and so they sent what they called the mobile intensive care unit which is also known as the MICU and that travels in an like an ambulance type thing and they came up to a town near me where they took me to the local hospital and they then took me to Miami Valley Hospital in Dayton, Ohio, because they have a level level one trauma center there. Now there, I was, they diagnosed me, I guess, with a traumatic brain injury, a broken neck, a fractured jaw, two fractured ribs, a punctured lung, and a ruptured spleen. I had a tube in through my stomach to help me eat, a tube in through the side of my chest to reinflate my lung, and a tube in through my neck called a tracheotomy, and that was to help me breathe, and I was actually on a ventilator for a few days. Now, I spent two and a half months in a coma and three and a half months in the hospital. Wow. Um, wow. I'm just sitting here listening to your story, and it's just touching my heart because of everything you, you've gone through. How are you progressing today with your recovery? Well, that, that's a great question. See, I have actually been in physical therapy now for 17, over 17 years. And they have told me every stage, like I started walking or I started just riding in a wheelchair at the hospital. And they were like, yeah, this is great. You're out of the coma now. You're able to ride in a wheelchair. You're able to propel yourself a little bit. That's pretty good. You know, you can stop this thing anytime. People live happy in a wheelchair every day, and they're happy. I was like, eh, I don't know. So then I got to walking with a walker. And they were really surprised, and they were like, wow, Jeff, this is great. You're out of the coma, and you're up walking with a walker now. You know, this is probably the best you can really expect. You know, you can stop this therapy thing at any time. People live every day walking with a walker, and they're happy. I said, oh, I don't know. And then when I got to the cane, finally, they're like, wow, Jeff, this is great. Pe 
people live all their time walking with a cane and they're happy, you know. You can quit this therapy thing anytime. And I was like, uh, I don't know. So I I kept doing therapy and after a while I got to the point where I could walk with nothing. And they they were surprised. They didn't expect that from me. And they were jumping up and down saying hurrah and a whole bunch of stuff. And they were like, you know, you can stop this therapy thing anytime now. People live every day walking with nothing. And and they're happy. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. See, I I want to run. I am going to run. Nobody is going to stand in my way. Because I have decided that nobody can stand in your way if you do not allow them to. It, it's not it's not the things that you have to get over in life that hold you back. It's you. Everything you do and everything in your mind it holds you back. It said that challenges are what make life interesting. And that overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. So I just feel that it's important for me to go out there and work as hard as I can to be the best person I can be in order to show other people that they can do it too. Wow, Jeff, I I have tears coming out of my eyes right now because you are the epitome of inspiration. I mean, so many of us go through life and we have a little bump and we fall back and, and myself included. And, and then we start thinking, why is this happening to me? You know, how did I get here? How did it get to this point? But Basically, you almost lost your life and you worked to get to where you are now. You said at first they were glad that you were in a wheelchair and you were like, nope, you kept going. Then you got to a cane. Then you got to a walker. What was your mindset? Because I'm big on mindset. What was your mindset as you were going through therapy and they were saying, OK, you've you've done this little step. You can stop now. But you kept saying, no, this is this is not it for me. What were you thinking during this time to make you keep going? Because you could have, you could have stopped or you could have been one of the people who said, you know, oh, woe is me, my life is over or my life is going to be so horrible now. But you didn't do that. Yeah, there were a lot of people that just kind of wrote me off when I got my wreck. And you see, I'm I'm a very competitive person. and when people told me I wouldn't or I couldn't do something, then that made me try even harder. That It's just a part of me that I had to do these things because there were so many people around me. Like when I was in ICU, which I don't remember, but my parents have told me that there were many people 
in the ICU with me that didn't ever wake up from their coma or succumb to their injuries. And there was one high school boy that they were telling me about that the parents called all the friends in and the friends actually lined the ICU unit and they waited in line just to say goodbye to their friend. And that had to be extremely hard. So I wanted, I had to show other people that it's possible to overcome these things. It's, it's just what's inside them. They cannot, they cannot give in to what people say. They cannot give in to what people think. They need to believe in themselves. That is powerful because I believe that same thing as well. You have to believe in yourself because there are going to be people who are going to say you can't do it or why are you doing it or you can't make it. But it's how you feel and how you handle things and how you're determined to move on is what guarantees what your life is going to be about. Now, you have taken that tragedy and I, I don't I don't know the outcome if you want to speak about it or not. Did that what happened to that truck driver? Did did you guys have, you know, did he get cited or what happened? Yeah, well that is actually a funny question because you see the truck driver was a French speaking Canadian. He got a $40 failure to yield ticket, which he paid from Canada. So he didn't even enter the country again to pay the ticket. He has not tried to contact me whatsoever. And I just have to accept it. I mean, I don't blame him at all because... I know that I've ran red lights. I'm I'm pretty sure you've ran red lights. I mean, you wouldn't tell a cop you did, but I'm pretty sure it's happened one time or two or maybe even four. So it's not something to blame him for. It's just something I had to accept and... It was rather hard at one time. Uh, at one time, I actually had a drinking problem. I would go out seven nights a week to get drunk. I wouldn't, I'd go to the local bars, but I wasn't there to have a good time. I was there to get drunk. And if I had a good time in the Meantime, that was all fine and dandy, but I wanted to be drunk. You see, it was easier for me to tell people that I was drunk than to explain that I was in a car wreck and I spent two and a half months in a coma, so I talk funky and I walk funky, but I decided after a while that that wasn't good. 
I needed to quit that. So I did. You know, and, and that, that leads me to a couple of questions. My first question for you is forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that is hard for most people. How did you get to the point, like you just said, where you said, I, I don't blame this truck driver? You know, I, I never actually blamed him. It, it wasn't his fault. It, it was just a freak accident that he couldn't control. I couldn't control. And if you think about it, he didn't mean to do this because this, that screwed up his schedule. That got in his way of his day going the right way. So he didn't mean to do it. I definitely didn't mean to do it. So there's nobody I can be mad at. That's amazing. So you you never had any animosity towards this driver. You always had had this level of gratefulness, I guess I could say, or did you actually work to get to this place that you are now? I have worked very hard. I did not start out this way. I developed this mindset that every day I wake up is a great day. And I post on Facebook every morning, including mornings when I'm out of the country or mornings I'm anywhere else, even on vacation, that I am so grateful to be given today. And I will make it a great day. And I'm actually reading a book right now called, oh man, now I forget. (laughs) But it's the power of our own words revealed and it's by Thomas Blackwell. Mm -hmm. And he actually speaks in that book about making intentions for your day, setting up intentions. And I I was so enthralled with it and so happy that I read it because I've been doing that for a year and a half that I actually sent him a message and told him I've been doing that for over a year and a half. And you know what he said back to me? That's why you're awesome. And I was like, wow. But it has taken me a long time just to get to where I am now. And I started off by, well, it all started when I was in Herbalife. And I was an Herbalife independent distributor. And I would always fall in love with the personal development section of the training. And I I always thought, like, wow, look what they're doing. They're teaching other people to be like they are. They're teaching people that they can be happy no matter what goes on in their life. 
And then I went, started to go home after they would say that if you change your mind, it will change your life. And I didn't really understand that. So I went home and I searched on YouTube, change your mind, change your life. And it came up with all these videos of Jim Rohn, Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Eric Thomas, and all kinds of people. And they explained it. And I finally understood what they meant. So then I would start going to different websites, different groups on Facebook. I would watch different videos on Facebook and on YouTube. And then everything just clicked. Every, every day I was so grateful. And it was like not, nothing can make today a bad day. Nothing can make tomorrow a bad day because every day I wake up is a great day it doesn't matter what happens in that day as long as I'm alive it's a great day that is such a great perspective to have and I think many of us need to have that perspective because each day that we're given is another day to to get out there to do it again and, and I'm The mindset thing is funny because at the end of my podcast, that's one of the things I say is if you change your mindset, you can change your life. And I firmly believe that. And it took me a while to get to that point as well, just with some of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through in life. At first, I was just going, you know, I planned to be here and this didn't happen or I worked hard for this. And then you see someone else prosper where what you think they're prospering. And I had to just let that go and be grateful for my day, my race. And I had to change my mindset. So it's so funny that you said that because it does matter. It matters how you think. Yeah. And and I, I actually am in the process. I, I launched a program last week for elementary and junior high kids to help them build self-confidence and self-esteem through mindset training. And this program is like eight days and it's an hour a day and half of it. So 30 minutes is mindset training And 30 minutes of it is fitness training. And the reason I do the fitness training with the mindset training is because when you work out, a chemical called dopamine is released in your brain. And that is the natural, the body's natural reward. So, If you get that after you get the mindset training, it'll be like, hey, I did something right. I did something great. And then as that progresses on and on, 
they will build confidence. They will build self-respect and know that they can do anything. Now, is your program, is it online or do you have to be in person for that? No, it, it is in person right now. I haven't launched it online yet. I plan on doing such a thing, but it's called Comprehensive Youth Fitness or Comprehensive Youth Development. Okay. Yeah, and I plan on getting that online soon. So um, I'm hoping, well, I'm not hoping, I'm knowing that it is going to be a big hit. I know that it will help people. They just have to take the course. Oh, yes. I, I feel that for you. So your journey to today from your accident, um, I saw your YouTube video and I see you know you walk and you're getting out there speaking. Tell me about your speaking because I'm a speaker as well. So I, I always love to see one people who are trying to motivate and, and impact other people in great ways, but you're speaking and you're an international speaker. Yeah. Tell me how that came about. Well, I, I got involved with a program at the hospital I was at and it's called drive alive and it's a nationally recognized program. And it's a court-appointed program for the participants. And I have been speaking for that program for like 16 years. And it's usually seven programs a year. So uh, I'm, I'm not good at math. But if you do 16 times seven, that's a lot of speaking. So I decided that I wanted to do this because it always made me happy. It When I saw somebody else crying because they felt something I said or they see something that they should do in their life to make their life better, it, it made me feel good. So I got in touch with Ruben West, and his group is called the Black Belt Speakers. And I was like, wow, these guys are doing what I want to do. This is awesome. And I was all set and ready to go to his training in Bloomington, Illinois, in 2015. And I know it was actually early 2016 and I got appendicitis <laughs> and the, I begged the doctor to let me go after I had my appendix out. I, I told him this is going to change my life. This is going to change so many lives around the world. And he said, no. He said, you're not able to travel right now. I said, are you sure? Because I feel like I can. <laughs> and 
He said no. So I had to listen. And I didn't get to go to that training. And talking to Ruben West now, he says that he thought it would just go by the wayside. That he'd never hear from me again after that. But in October, he was having another event called the Black Belt Speaker Live Experience. And this one was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I wanted to go. And so I sent him a message, told him I was coming to this one. He's like, all right, I'll see you there. He really didn't think I'd show up, but I did. And it, it was like, wow, this is amazing. I told my story there at the training, and I actually won the Sharing Your Voice Award for 2016 from him. And I was like, holy mother. Yeah. But it, it was just amazing. And then, like, a year ago, I got involved with Clyde Rivers, who is the ambassador from Burundi. It's not his country, but he is the an honorary ambassador. The president of Burundi actually changed the constitution of the country in order to make him a an ambassador. And then they were going to Guyana. And I was like, I want to go. And they let me. And yeah, how amazing it was. We had like 12 or 13 different speaking engagements in four days. Now, a lot of them were at schools, but we had speaking engagements at the police, the fire, the prison and a bunch of schools and it was just i was like wow i was just taken back so my my whole speaking thing has been amazing and i still am doing drive alive going on 16 years and i'm speaking at local schools and i'm I'm speaking in Indianapolis next weekend for the Refresh Live conference. That will be awesome. But I don't know. I love speaking. It's amazing just to be able to touch somebody else's life, help them live their best life. Wow, is and isn't that just an amazing feeling when you when you know that your story helps someone get to where they want to be? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that's, that's why I decided to do speaking as well. My story is different than yours, but I think we all have a story and it's all, we all have to share that story. And I want to know, because I'm a firm believer that <clears throat> nothing just happens. Things happen for a reason. And like you were saying earlier is how you handle them and, and what you do with your life. How do you, how do you feel? Do you feel that with this accident, do you feel that you have taken a path and gotten to a place that if this had not happened, you probably would have never have been like a speaker? Yeah, because before my accident, I I was an avid BMX rider. It didn't matter if it was raining, snowing, extreme heat, ice. It didn't matter. I was riding my bike. And there was actually a time when... We have like six inches of ice here in Ohio. And my friends and I got the idea that, hey, we're going to, we want to ride our bike. We're going to make snow tires out of old tires and nails. And we would hammer the nails out of the snow, out of the tires from the inside. And then we would put them back on our bike. And we would ride. Looking back on it now, that was probably pretty stupid. But we did it. And we had fun. And the thing is, I, I would probably be riding my bike. And if I wasn't riding my bike, I, I was going to join one of the armed services and become an engineer and either become an engineer or fight for my country or both. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. And I, I just wouldn't have the story to tell people to change their life. I agree. And yes, you can do both because I'm a naval officer and I've been in almost 30 years now. And I have a career that I, I started in IT, but my path led me to see that my purpose was to serve others, just like you're serving others with my speaking and, and other things. But Well, yeah. thank you for your service. Oh, thank you for your support. And thank you for having that where it was something that you had in your heart that you would want to do as well. But, you know, you, you had a path that you took that is leading to great things and leading to help other people. And, and that's what, that's what it's all about to come into life and to know that there's a purpose that is higher and bigger than yourself. Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask me all the time, that don't you ever ask why this happened to you? And I tell them that, no, I don't wonder why it happened to me. Because, you see, I knew I was strong. I knew that I would be able to handle whatever life could throw at me. 
And I don't know that other people out there would be the same as me. I, I don't know that they would be able to beat this. So, yes, I am glad it happened to me and not somebody else. That is so powerful. And it, it's such a great, it's, it's a brave thing to say because, yes, many people wonder why something is happening to them. But God gives us the grace for what we go through. So, like you said, you're strong. You could handle this. Someone else wouldn't have had that same strength to go through what you've been through and come out the way that you've come out. So I, I believe, like I said, I believe everything happens for a reason. I don't believe anything just happens. Either there's a lesson in it or it's to show you what you should be doing, what your purpose is. There's a reason. And I think if most people stop and think about it instead of blaming or being bitter and not forgiving, I think if they really sat and thought about it, they would see and understand why some of the things happen the way that they happen. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Jeff, I, I just, you're just so amazing to me. And when I saw your YouTube video, I wanted to talk to you because you have a story. And like I said, I was sitting here wiping tears from my eyes, just listening to you because it, you are you are the epitome of motivation. You are the epitome of I, I can do it because when there's days when I'm going, oh, I don't feel like it or, you know, should I do this? Is this really going to turn out the way I want? And I think about you. There's no reason why I should be at home sitting down going, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, it, it's it, people. All right. I believe that people are capable of so much more than they are presently doing. I believe that we are meant for more and we have so much that we don't do because of fear, because of fear of failure. And I just think that People are great. They need to realize that. So I've come up with make every second count movement. And this movement is important to me because they, if there's 86,400 seconds in a day. So you got to think that, yeah, my accident did take years away from me. It did do all this stuff to me. It did do so much to the world around me. But in that, there's so much growth. There's so much joy that has come out of my accident. And that was uh, just a small amount of time in the consideration of seconds. If you think about it as seconds, which again, I'm not good at math, 
but you can times 86,400 seconds by, by 30 days. So let me get a calculator. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, darn it. I just hit the wrong button. Sorry, I don't know why I just came up with this idea right here, right now, but I did. 86,000, right? Four, yeah, 400. Okay, hold on. 86,400. Times. Uh-huh. We're just doing 30 for the average month. Okay, it's times 30. So you're looking and 2,592,000 seconds, and then that's just in a month. So then we're going to times that by two and a half to make the time I was in a coma, and that is 6,480,000. So that that was just the time I was in a coma, mm. but in let's see here. All right, now so that was the time I was in a coma. So let's times eighty six thousand four hundred. I don't know why I'm doing this on this show, but hey, why not? <laughs> 86,400 by 365 is 31,536,000. So that is a lot more time than the small amount of time that I was in a coma. There is so much left over if you subtract the year or you subtract the two and a half months from the year and all that time is left and people are dwelling on a single second or they're not getting over 10 seconds that happen in their day but they don't realize that there are 80 6,590 seconds left that they still have in that day. And instead of just allowing that one moment to get them down those 10 seconds, they're extending it the whole day. They're extending it the whole month or the whole year. And they're wasting so much time. Oh, yes. Yes, it it's definitely puts a different outlook on things when, when you explain it that way. And it is. It's, people are just dwelling on things. We're wasting time and we're holding on to things that we should let go. And we need to just, like you said, live on intention. And I love that. Thank you. Now, in my Make Every Second Count movement, I, I do have three steps here for your audience. And the first step is take nothing for granted. 
this is a big thing that came out of my accident that I noticed that people were out there just walking like it was something that was like, oh, man, I can't think of the word, but they, they were just walking like it was nothing and they weren't appreciating the fact that they were walking. And then you see somebody in a wheelchair and they'll tell you that, hey, I wish I was walking. It would be so much easier than pushing myself around in this wheelchair. It would be so much easier than somebody having to push me in this wheelchair. I, I just find that taking nothing for granted is very important in life. And then the second, the second leg to make every second count is the golden rule. So treat others the way you want to be treated. I'm, and that, that's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Yes, I, it is. And people don't do that. I mean, there's so many people in life that just treat people differently because of something wrong with them or something they perceive to be wrong with them. But that's not something wrong with them. Those are just different abilities. People say all the time that this guy has a disability or this girl has a disability. I, I say no. I, I say those are different abilities. And there's nothing wrong with them. That those are just abilities that are different than yours. I mean, how many autistic kids are really good at one thing? Like, they're better at one thing than most people are at everything. Mm -hmm. and, and people say they have a disability. I tell them, no, they have a different ability. So treat them the same way you'd want to be treated. If you were in the same circumstance, would you want to be treated that way? Oh, absolutely. And then the third step or third leg of the stool to make every second count is identify your talents, strengths, gifts, and abilities and use them wisely. So figure out what your abilities are. What do you like doing? What are you good at? And if you can't figure it out, ask some people around you. They'll help you figure it out. And then make sure you use them wisely. Don't just, don't just give them away. Don't just let people take advantage of you for those talents, gifts, and abilities. Make sure you use them wisely. Now, I haven't really 
develop that one completely because I really am struggling with identify your gifts, talents, strengths, and abilities and use them wisely because I'm having trouble telling people how to use them wisely. So, does that mean I have a disability? No. I have, I've come up with these other two legs. And a lot of people wouldn't think of these. So, it's a different ability. Oh, oh, true. And I think people have to think for themselves and, and, you don't have to give them that answer. I think that's where you leave it up to them to come up with that answer for themselves. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So Jeff, we're coming to the part of the show where I ask you my 10 rapid fire questions. And are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, so here we go. Who or what motivates you? Well, I work with a program called Project Search. And these are kids with different abilities that don't don't live the same way we do. And they're trying to learn how to work every day and support themselves and take care of themselves. And that really motivates me because those kids are actually doing something to learn those things. They're not just sitting back. They're taking action. Okay. What demotivates you? What demotivates me? Hmm. Seeing people wasting their lives, wasting their gifts, talents, abilities, just, I, that bothers me. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Well, I, I guess you could say my accident that yes it happened to me yes it hurt me but it made me stronger Mm -hmm. it gave me a story that i can help other people get stronger i can help people live their best life wow what is your fear (laughs) well i i don't really have any huge fears left, but I'm scared of spiders. (laughs) I have no idea why, but I am. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, I wish I was in Kenya right now with the rest of my black belt speakers, brothers and sisters, and Reuben West and Dr. Clyde Rivers. Okay. Now here's the opposite. Is there a time when you wish you had not done something? Oh man, you know, that that is a great question, but it's like, not really, because I learned from that. I grew from that, that whatever that was that I wish I wouldn't have done made me who I am today. Mm, that was very good. What is your definition of success? My definition of success. Growing every day. Making yourself a little better each day. Being better than who you were yesterday. Mm. How do you recharge? Hmm. Well, I like to go to the gym. I know that that kind of sounds cliche, but I love going to the gym. It, I go there seven days a week, usually for an hour plus, and sometimes I go twice a day. And I love just encouraging other people. Okay. What are you awesome at? What am I awesome at? Hmm. Man, these aren't quick fire questions. <laughs> they make you think. Yeah, they're they're actually kind of hard. Well, I I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself or I'm cocky. So I don't, well, I know I'm awesome, but I don't know what makes me awesome. Okay. I guess my upbringing, my parents mm -hmm. have always been the rock in my world. Okay. I you know, the whole time I was in the hospital, three and a half months, they never left me alone. Not once. I, I was not alone in that hospital at all. One of the doctors told my parents after I had been there a week that, you know, you, you don't have to stay at this hospital with him. We have good doctors. We have good nurses. We have good staff here that'll look after your son. But if it was me, I wouldn't leave him alone either. And my parents didn't. I mean, my dad would come down and stay with me during the week because he was a realtor and he was able to tell his boss that, hey, I'm not coming back for a while. 
I got more important things to do. And my mom would come down on the weekends and stay with me. My dad would go home and get cleaned up and and sleep in his own bed. And my mom would stay with me. And she had to work during the week because she had the insurance. So they have always been the rock in my world. They've always been there, supported me through everything I've done. Yeah, that's that's beautiful because I'm a mother and there's there's no mountain that I wouldn't climb for my children. So I I understand what your parents did and I would have done the same thing. So our last question, Jeff, is what legacy do you want to leave? What legacy do I want to leave? That, that's kind of a loaded question because I, I want to be the number one motivational speaker in the world. I want to travel to 90 plus countries around the world telling my story. I want to write 30 books in my lifetime. I want to start programs that help students, help countries grow. I want to help the world just become a better place. I want to be able to stop wars and all kinds of things just because I tell them to. <laughs> I know that won't happen, but I have the right to dream. And I want to show other people that they have the right to dream as well. That was great. Now, we've, we've finished the 10 questions, but I want you to give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway. Huh. You know, it, people are going to tell you in life that you can't do something. And a lot of people will tell you that you won't be able to do something because they tried it and it didn't work for them. So it's definitely not going to work for you. So you can just go ahead and give up. But the thing is, you don't have to take that permission. The only person that can say that something's not possible for you is you. And the word impossible means nothing but I am possible. So remember that. And you guys have to do me a favor this week. You have to make every second count. Why? Because you never know when those seconds are going to run out. Wow. Well, Jeff, I thank you for being here with me. I could sit here and talk to you forever because I like what you're doing. Um, tell the listeners how they can connect with you. Well, I am on Facebook as 
and Instagram as Jeff, J-E-F-F, Marconet, that's M-A-R-C-O-N-E-T-T-E, Junior is J-R, period. And if you don't pick Junior, I don't know who you will get, but it could be my dad. And I I don't want my dad getting blown up, so keep the Junior on there. And then I am on YouTube as Jeff Marconet Jr. as well. And you can email me at inspiredbyjeff at yahoo.com. And I hope you all follow my group on Facebook called Make Every Second Count Movement. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being here. And I know I've been inspired and I know my listeners will be as well, but we're going to definitely keep in touch. Don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to rate and review Trina Talk. Also, please join me every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as I go live on Facebook and share tips to help you achieve the next level in your life. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash booktrina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.